This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. everyone and welcome to the sonic society the world's largest longest running showcase of modern audio drama i'm jack ward with a very special feature this week and my very special co-host david alt oh thank you very much jack how are you doing today oh, i am so busy this is the busy year for for me with my masters so i am mm. doing two courses a semester you probably can guess that takes an awful lot of energy as doing just a full-time a and, and job with a full-time job yes i was just checking <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah full-time job if i wasn't doing a full-time job i would probably do a full-time master's and try to you know get through it that that much more quickly mm. but i'm hoping that uh with a couple extra in the summer in the spring i could be done uh, by the close of next year. So, uh, or the close of this year, I should say, 2022. So keep your fingers crossed. If I can get it done in a year and a bit, that would be amazing. So that's that, the That hope. is, but I mean, the, the thing is, 2022 is a bit of a big year as well anyway. Um, I mean, I, I realize that it's now, what, the 23rd of January? Yes. And that means that Nadzrim is right around the corner. Oh, I'm excited. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do anything, but I'm excited. I'd like to be able to finish um, some stuff. You know, I've been talking with the Faustian nonsense people. And in fact, uh, next week, I have a Sonic Speaks interview with them, the, the creators mm-hmm. of Faustian nonsense. And it's just so much fun. I, I'm almost embarrassed to tell them I had a dream about the two of them last night. I was okay. in this strange city and they were living across the street from me. And it was so weird to sit there and I was talking to them and they were saying, yeah, well, we're still, well, we're so close. We should have breakfast together more often and stuff like that. It was just really weird. And I'm telling this to the world and I haven't told them this. I should probably email this and tell them so they're aware of what's coming on. But yes, um, yeah, so Natrim is is certainly coming up again, and I'm really hoping that one of the things that the new master's course is going to do is hopefully sort of give me a sidestep into my career so that I have more time to write and produce and more time on Nazrim. Mm. Do you have anything that you're planning to do for Nazrim this year? Uh, no, no, though... Um... My bit of audio drama script writing was last week with the 500th episode of the No Sleep podcast. Nice. Um, it was it's uh, Sleepless Decompositions number eight, entitled Epiphany of the Dead. 
Oh, wow. So okay, cool. uh, go back and have a listen to that. I wasn't aware that it was going to be the 500th episode when uh, I when I wrote the the script, but it just so happened that uh, that it uh, coincided. So That's amazing. You know, the last time I think you talked about your writing was The Snow Queen. And so that's 2010. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't talk very much about your writing. So I I have to pull things out from you. You've written more than that, I sure hope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's true. I can be a little bit cagey at times. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So uh, the, the writing that I've done for No Sleep, I've had. Let's see, there was. Uh, three consecutive Christmas episodes starting in 2015 on season six, season eight, season 10, the Christmas episodes there. Um, I've then done some shorts for No Sleep. Uh, and uh, yeah, this was the, the most recent one. Wow, that's great. So No Sleep gets all your talent. It does, I'm afraid, yes. <laughs> well, they are paying, so I can't, I can't complain too much. <laughs> but, I mean, the Masters is also cut off some time, uh, so it's one of the reasons why, and you've probably seen the video, uh, where MadCon 2022 is sadly cancelled for this year. Mm-hmm. And um, But you, you've brought up the, the possibility of having another virtual MadCon. Absolutely. It's just the in-person MadCon that has been... Sure. cancelled but uh, i think last year despite the emotional difficulties that meant i could only be there for the first yeah what, for you the were first totally introduction missed. oh thank you things happened and mm-hmm. and that's that's that yeah, so that, uh that life life comes right and so yeah exactly it, it, it hits you where you least expect it so <laughs> yes. that's completely understandable I got to tell you, though, I am kind of concerned. I don't know if people are quiet about her or whatever, but I've, I have I, don't think I've received a single email in response to people wanting to step up and take over MadCon. Wow. So I was I was talking to um, Brian Bacchicchio actually just recently about this, like yesterday or something like that, and he, he had this beautiful letter, and it just made me feel so much better. And uh, mm. it, he said, you know, generally, most people love to be involved but they don't love to lead anything, <laughs> you know. I know that feeling. <laughs> they 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 love to they love to be there, and I'm like, yeah, I know that. I'm that feeling too. But the problem is, is that I often start things because I see a need, right? Mm. Uh, mm. But I think you know by now, I am not the kind of person who wants to be front and center of any of this stuff. I <laughs> I enjoy the Sonic Society, mm-hmm. but if there was somebody um, who that. Uh, would be able to take it over and I felt would continue the tradition and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I would probably feel okay about that at some point. I don't know. I think I'd miss you and I talking too much. That would be the (laughs) biggest thing I would miss. Uh, We'd have to find other ways to do that. But Mm -hmm. but my point is, is that all these things that I've started, if somebody else was just as passionate about this stuff, and wanted to continue and and keep it going, then that'd mm. be great. But I really couldn't guarantee any of that, so I'm very reluctant to let it go for those reasons as well. <laughs> so I don't know about Madcon because, like I said, my masters is taking up so much of my time. Mm. Mm-hmm. I really need people. If you're listening to this, I really need people to step up to the plate, even for this virtual one, and say, "Yeah, Jack, let's let's talk about what we can do." Because I'm I'm great at planning stuff. Mm. And I'm happy to be able to help plan stuff if people want to sort of 
spend more time doing the leading off of the meetings. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Mm-hmm. You know, I can put stuff together or we can put stuff together. I would prefer if we did it. I mean, you and me and everybody else. Mm-hmm. But um, if, uh, you know, David Alt, for example, wanted to be one of the the main forces in this in the speaking world for for MadCon 2022, I would not say no. Uh, but I don't know what your time like is either, either right? So all and, these and, things and uh, things tend to be Eastern Standard Time rather than uh, or Eastern Daylight Time, oh, as it will be. That's the worst for you, isn't it? I never even thought of that. This is like a four-hour time difference. Five-hour time difference. Me. Yeah, for four, five four for you, for five for Eastern. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So that's crazy. Um, and everyone knows I go to bed at 9.30. So uh. There you go. There you go. Uh, as, as do I when I can. <laughs> and I wasn't there in the summertime because we had some late nights. Um, yes. So uh, uh, there's that. So please, if you are interested in MadCon, send us uh, an email at sonicsociety at gmail.com. Especially the previous speakers and new speakers. Like we mm. want new folk to be able to come in and talk in MadCon, and that would be great. Well, talking about um, so talking of new folks, of course, we've got some new uh, new signups for Mutual. We do, indeed. So these are new folks on board. So I'm always a little desperate at times, every two or three months when I sit down and do the scheduling for the next quarter, I get worried. <laughs> so, But <laughs> I just got back. I'm so thrilled for Friday Follies because I just heard back from my friend, Kai and Chris Conroy. Mm. And um, he's he, he's sort of here and there, and we don't hear from him very much. He's very busy. Mm. But he's famous for technical difficulties. And between technical difficulties, comedy forecasts, which we already have on Friday Follies right now. Thank you, Clinton. And, uh, of course, John Bell's Bells in the Bat Free, mm-hmm. where John Bell is the <laughs> anchor for Friday Follies, both as the announcer for the show, and he always starts off uh, Friday Follies with the Bat Free. To me, having all three of those together on Friday oh, Follies is yes. the trilogy of comedic genius <laughs> since the original. Like all three of them have been around since the golden age of mm-hmm. modern audio drama, and mm-hmm. they're still making audio drama. So I am so excited about Friday Follies coming up. Um, every other day has cool stuff. So, for example, very shortly, we're going to hear the Three Musketeers on Thursday Thrillers. Um, from one of, I forget the name of the university now, it just, it just escapes me, but we've been in talks back and forth because I've loved their show and they have all the, the Three Musketeers series on there and mm-hmm. we, we got the go-ahead to put their show on Thursday Thrillers, so that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Jabberwocky Audio returns with Rogue Tiger on season mm-hmm. two of Wednesday Wonders, which is amazing. Sadly, after three years, we finally see the, see the end of the radio adventures of Dr. Floyd, but we Aww. got... From Grant, the the permission to do his Tales of Deputy Guppy ah. uh, to replace. So that's like five or six seasons of that coming along as well. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And then on Monday matinee, we get to see the return of the rise of King of Silas. We've been waiting for them to build up a little more. And J.V. Torres is, is always hard at work with that series. And so that's coming back shortly. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, able to uh, contact the creator of We're Alive. The uh, We're Alive. To, uh, yes, the We're Alive. Wow. Haven't talked to him in a while. And uh, he was like, yeah, sure. put, put We're Alive on Tuesday Terrors. <laughs> so We're Alive is going to be an anchor on Tuesday Terrors for probably a year and a half. They've, been They've going got for a so lot long. of content. A lot of great content. So <laughs> yes. I love that. I love, love, love all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, let's let's go back to Friday Follies. Uh, I was speaking about Faustian nonsense before, mm, and mm-hmm. 
and I don't know if you've talked to these people, but again, mm-hmm. they are amazing. And we've got a sort of a brother sister partnership going on between mutual and Faustian nonsense. Mm. And they're they're They want us to play all of their stuff. Cool. And so yes. we're going to be playing a midsummer quarantine, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is so much fun. And uh, we've already showcased it here on the Sonic Society. And we're going to play the entire series on Friday Follies as well. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I've already mentioned that you expect Sp- Sonic Speaks to have the last Sunday of January, which is next week, mm-hmm. the interview. But the big news uh, as well, uh, so many things that are changing, um, <laughs> is I have gone back to my original company name. I'm no longer Electric by Kuna Productions. Ah. So I am back to Sonic Cinema Productions. Okay. And so I went to Electric by Kuna Productions just for the background history. I started off as Sonic Cinema. Mm-hmm. And then when Shannon came on as a partner, she was like, I don't really like the term Sonic Cinema Productions. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to call it? And so we talked back and forth and we came up with Electrify Kuna and that was great. Mm. But there were always people that were like, like, what is this? Mm. They didn't really understand what it was. And Sonic Cinema is sort of very clearly what mm-hmm. it is. Right? Absolutely. Audio cinema. And I was just listening to um, a great show, The Adventures of Captain Hudson. Mm-hmm. And it was done by Audio Cinema Productions. And I went, oh, you know... Yep. It's been enough time now. I should probably go back to Sonic Cinema Productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have been slowly working on the webpage. I bought the URL domain sonicinema.ca, which is what I used to have. <laughs> and uh, I haven't connected to the webpage yet because I am slow. And I have everything else going on, of course. You, you, um, you don't have enough things going on, Jack, really. Let's face right. it. You could, you could probably throw in a few more courses. And... I was, yeah, I've been so desperate to finish off even redoing the Mutual Audio Network uh, website because I've been trying to integrate it in with my Lotus Notes stuff because it really would work effectively with that. And it's just it's, it's a lot of work with the latest website technology, a lot of learning on my end. And like you say, I don't have a lot of extra time to do all this stuff you really don't i I think you should probably run for premiere of nova scotia (laughs) um and also single-handedly rewrite all of the books that we lost in the library of alexandria fire you know just just a few little bits (laughs) (laughs) don't 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 put that as one of my possibilities because i just like try to figure out a way to do that i always sort of have this dream of of inventing time travel and that's my first place is like going back to the library of alexandria <laughs> with a portable photocopy machine and just and just photocopying everything yes who wouldn't and who, who would... wouldn't well i would i would actually say okay go back to the library of alexandria take some wood and then just take the books away with you put the wood in its place so it still burns in the same way <sighs> So, but yeah. get the originals, Jack. That would be Don't awesome. photocopy. Well, the reason why I was saying get photocopies is I was afraid of like creating some sort of time, you know, conundrum of actually having the original books there. But you're right. If you can pr- have them like wooden copies that look almost like them so people exactly. would know the difference. Uh, yep. They're burned up anyway. That might be the best option. So Exactly. When yes. I was in high I'm school, sure. I actually wrote a, a, a short story. Like I was in grade 10 or something like that called The Plunderers. I don't even know if I still have it anymore. And it's these guys who go back in time and just steal stuff. And they, they, they stole everything from the Library of Alexandria. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know what happened to it. But anyway, that was, yeah. So I've, I've been thinking about this a long time. 
I bet, I bet some billionaire's got it in a secret vault somewhere anyway, so... Oh, he probably does, a little bugger. <laughs> yeah, they have everything. Let's yeah, let... they've probably got time travel already. They've already been back. And if they haven't, then maybe uh, the fact that we're thinking about it will, will sort of prick their ears up. That's in right. the grand scheme of things and say, oh, I know, I'm just going to go back there and... Uh, grab everything and uh, they'll probably meet all of the other billionaires going back there and trying to loot the stuff so as well. So you need to sneak into Elon Musk's place and I'll sneak into Jeff Bezos' place and we'll we'll compare notes. Okay, yeah, that sounds fair. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> of course, no one else will know about this because... No, it's... no, no. No one at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, time travel is amazing and this week we have something equally amazing though, don't we, David? That's absolutely right. After feature this week is Ignore City, which is an audio drama rock musical with original songs. In a post-apocalyptic future where technology has been outlawed, Deban Rimper, a scrappy bike messenger, befriends a sentient robot head named Sana 0805. This is one of those wonderful times, Jack, where you've given me stuff to read uh, so that you don't have to read it yourself. Uh, she <laughs> noticed that. I, I have noticed it a lot over the years, yes. <laughs> over the years, yes. <laughs> she embarks on an intrepid adventure through Ignore City to save civilization before government agents catch up with her. Part Futurama, part Terminator, this whimsical tale is written by Ed Cho, author of the graphic novel series Little Guardians, and features music and voice work by The Shakeups. And it all begins right here on the Sonic Society. You see, David, when you mess up in British accent, it just sounds delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Ignore City, Episode 1, Talking Robot Head. This story, like all great stories, begins with a disembodied robot head hidden in a jump pile singing to himself. Separated for a bit. 
Zach? Zach? Wait, who are you? Ah, a head. A talking head. Yes, I can hear you just fine, too. No need to shout. Uh, where's the rest of you? We got detached a long time ago. Bit of a disagreement we had with an axe. Now, I'm just a talking head, as you say. I'm not happy about it. I'm tense and nervous, and I can't relax if you must know. Were you singing just now? Don't be ridiculous. A singing robot head hidden in a pile of debris. I've never heard of anything so absurd. Huh. I could have sworn I heard a song. What are you supposed to be? Why are your ears so small? My ears? There's nothing wrong with my ears. They hear perfectly fine, well enough to hear a song about a rat named Zack. You heard no such thing. Are you a human? I thought we killed... Er, I mean, I thought all the humans died a long time ago. Yet here I am. I see that. How long has it been? Pick me up so I can have a look around. Pick you up? Yes. I have no body. I can't get up on my own, now can I? Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> wow, you're lighter than I expected. Thank you. I've been dieting. <laughs> Very funny. No, seriously. I've been eating the raw materials around me to create fuel. That's why I'm still functioning after all these years. 
Three hundred years by my estimation. Maybe more. But I've not been able to connect to a network, so I can't be sure. I started exercising some self-control in my consumption to preserve my lifespan, also known as dieting. <laughs> you eat the debris around you. In small quantities, yes. There's a primitive cold fusion reactor in my skull. It's a process that moves the deuterons. Oh, never mind. It's far too complicated to explain to a human. Huh. I was literally buried in steel, shrapnel all around me. To give you an example, it would be like a human buried in a pile of cheeseburgers. That doesn't sound too bad. Most of the raw materials would fall into my mouth. Though sometimes Zack had to use his little paws to... Forget I said that. Ah, I see. Everything is quite in ruin, just as I thought. That would explain why no one found me for so long. How did you wind up in that heap of junk, exactly? Long story, really. Human uprising, lots of death, blood everywhere, disgusting stuff. They call it stainless steel, but when you're in pools of blood, I guess that's not really important right now. Take me to the nearest network port. That would give me access to information from the last 300 years. We should be near tram 929 or outpost 10. Outpost what? Sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Outpost 10. Tall building, lots of satellite receivers. We installed gun turrets to mow down human sympathizers. You do realize I'm a human, right? Have you considered I don't like hearing about my people getting mowed down by robots? I have not considered that, no. The feelings of humans, not something I normally worry about. You seem to not fear me as you should. Do you know who Zerus 8 is? Zerus 8. Let me think. Hmm, sounds familiar. Yeah, short round kid with a baseball cap about this high, always has chocolate on his face. I most certainly hope not. Yeah, I'm messing with you. <laughs> that name is ridiculous. Whose last name is a number? Does he come from a long line of eights? I have no idea who Zerosate is. Was he like an actor or something? The furthest from. Well, his name is stupid. Oh yeah? And what's your name? My name is Devin Rimpa. And you think that is a normal name? Well, sure. There's no numbers in it. Who uses numbers? Robots do. I'm Saner0805. Well, I've got news for you, Mr. 0805. There's no more robots left. None? How can that be? Well, there's lots of remnants of robots. Ignore City is riddled with robot parts, but none of them work, and they definitely don't talk. A talking machine is considered bad news. Let me get this straight. You're saying there are no robots, just humans walking about? That sounds very stinky and filthy and ill-conceived. So 300 years ago, there were no humans? We had humans. Human slaves, to be more precise. Robots were the dominant species on the planet. The only reasonable answer is, no, it can't be. This whole time, stuck in this junk pile, I assumed both humans and robots were destroyed after the battle uprising. That means, oh, I'm going to be sick. The humans won. There are no robots anywhere in this city? And there aren't supposed to be. The law says if you find a sentient robot, you're supposed to report it immediately. Report it? Why? To be worshipped as the gods we are? Uh, no. I think it's for immediate destruction. That's an interesting law you have. You know, the funny thing about laws is that they're blindly arbitrary and archaic. Really just guidelines for lesser beings to follow. Did I mention how nice you look as a human person? You have hair and two arms. I'm sure members of the opposite gender pursue you relentlessly, unless you are one that prefers attention from the same gender, by which I'm sure they too hound you with great vigor. 
Also, I like your jacket. It's a nice shade of Thulian. <laughs> Are those supposed to be compliments to flatter me? I'll make a deal with you, Devin Rimpa. I'm listening. You don't report my existence to your authorities, and you aid me in finding a new robot body. You said there are robotic remnants throughout your ignorance city. I'm sure one of them would fit me. It's called Ignore City, but go on. What do I get out of the deal? I was finished. You do those things for me. That is the extent of the deal. Normally, a deal has two sides to it. I do something for you, and you do something for me. That sounds like a lot of work. I much prefer the deal I proposed. You didn't propose anything. You just want me to do stuff for you. You humans are shrewd negotiators. Very well. I will grant you a boon. How's that? <laughs> What's a boon? It's a favor or request in the future. Can I eat it? Probably not, unless you request I make you a sandwich. Perhaps you would like to be buried in cheeseburgers. You sounded agreeable to that earlier. Can I sell it? I'm not sure what the going rate is on a boon, but maybe. Sounds like this boon thing doesn't help me much now, then. By definition, it does not. I'm a robot head with no body. What value could I possibly offer you? Why are you looking at me like that? Well, you just answered your own question there, Chief. I did. Let me tell you something about myself. I'm a bike messenger. I ride around the city delivering messages or small packages. Look at the way I'm dressed. Pretty shabby, right? Except for this jacket, which is worn but in a fashionable way. It's the nicest thing I've got, and that's saying something. What I'm getting at is I don't make a lot of coes as a bike messenger. A co? What is that? A unit of measurement for something? Yeah, I'd call it a unit of measurement. It's money, moolah, scratch, cheese. It's short for Cole's cash. We call them coes. It's just quicker, assuming you don't have to explain it. Cole's cash? As in the department store from the 20th century? I don't know the origins of it, but that's what we use for money around here. Your estimations were right. There was some cataclysm ages ago. Maybe it was 300 years, maybe it was 3,000 years ago. This civilization has been rebuilt by humans, but there's so much old junky tech lying around. We don't know everything about our past, but the ancients used a lot of advanced technologies. We don't fully understand it all. Maybe that's why a lot of it's outlawed. This Coles cash seems limited, but important. Our entire economy is built on it. What a strange world I've awoken to. As I was saying, I don't have a lot of coes. To make ends meet, I scavenge for junky tech. Anything worthwhile, you can report to the government. They'll give you hard Coles cash for a working radio. They don't want it on the streets or in the wrong hands, so they'll compensate tech junkers like me to turn it in. They don't pay much, but it's legal and straightforward. Now, if you find something really valuable, like a USB drive or a laser pointer, you're better off selling it on the black market. Prices are at least double or triple. There's risk involved. You don't want agents from the SCU finding you first. SCU? Short circuit unit. They work for the government to suppress greater technology from emerging. They have a violent disdain for any artificial intelligence. You have made yourself perfectly clear. Due to your lack of capital, you wish to sell me on the black market. To do this, you must avoid the SCU at all costs. It is a perilous road you venture down. You'd also have to worry about a competing junker tech gang stealing your talking robot head. Very astute observation. That is another hazard you have not mentioned as of yet. There would be potential thieves. 
All things to consider before you make a decision. Oh man, it's Gar and his stupid biker gang. Time to go! What do you- Ow! No need to throw me in your bike basket. I'm very delicate machinery. Who is this Gar you speak of? <sighs> he scavenges for old tech like I do. Except he has a bunch of lackeys he runs with. Are they gaining on us? I will remind you I am a disembodied head, irresponsibly thrown into a basket on your handlebars. I'm facing the wrong way. Fine, how's that? Are they still behind us? Much better, yes. I see them. They are not all guys, as you say. There are three altogether, two males and one female. They all have matching leather jackets, very stylish. They are all on bicycles, however. It shouldn't be a problem to lose them. How do you figure that? They are using the power of their own legs to propel themselves forward. What do you think I'm doing? Surely this craft you're on has a rocket blast function or turbo mode? No. If I had that, I would have used it by now. What about flight? Are you sure your bicycle doesn't have flight capabilities? I'm pretty sure. That's disappointing. To answer your previous question, yes, they are gaining on you. Get that girl, she's pretty 
Well, we had her outmaneuvered. You should have still pursued her. Chasing her when I fell down? We were worried about you, boss. How's your knee? My knee is fine. It looks getting pretty bad, boss. This is definitely one of the drawbacks to wearing jeans with huge holes in them. Maybe we should consider wearing knee pads, boss. Or jeans without huge holes in them. They are ripped jeans. They are part of our look. The members of Melvin's biker gang get to wear knee pads. And helmets. You got lucky on the spill you just had. You could have crushed your head in. If Melvin's biker gang already wears knee pads and helmets, that means we cannot wear knee pads and helmets. That is part of their look, not ours. It would be confusing. Not if we got different colored ones. There are many styles of helmets to choose from, too. There's the round kind, the slopey ones that are all curved. Perhaps a rebranding is in order. Rand, Bachi, both of you, shut up. Our look is black leather jackets and ripped jeans. That's it. It's our signature style. End of discussion. Your scrape is bleeding there, boss. You sure you don't want a band-aid or something? It stings, but you know what stings even more? Being marginalized in a group of peers where my opinion doesn't hold any validity. No! Losing that girl! That robot head is worth a lot of money! Yeah, boss. It's probably worth a small fortune on the black market. Although if you think about it, there's really only one spot where she could command top dollar for a talking robot head. Mr. Hobbs would be the one I'd talk to first. That's it, Rand! You're a genius! Let's hurry up, then. Where to, boss? We lost her. We don't know where she's going. Rand, seriously? You just said it. Mr. Hobbs, a notorious gangster with a fine eye for robotics, would outbid anyone for that head. Oh, I get you. It's obvious when you put it that way. Once she gets all that money, she's going to want to spend it. And her shoes were pretty crummy. To the shoe store. The shoe store? For crying out loud. Do I have to spell it out for you? We're going to hang around Mr. Hobbs' estate and wait for that biker girl with the pink jacket to show up. Then we'll jump her and take the head for ourselves. Good thinking, boss. Follow me. I think we lost him. What a comical display of a chase. What's so funny about it? The bikes. We couldn't have been going more than ten miles an hour. Back in my day, we had hovercraft and fighter planes. Well, we're not in your day anymore. This is not a sophisticated society of rocket jets and flying machines. I'm realizing that. Is this your city? It's disgusting. What a dump. Actually, we're still in the junkyard. Most of us tech scavengers mill around the ruins for old machinery. Not that Ignore City is that amazing, but it is marginally more appealing than a dump. What is up with the colorless sky? Have you humans finally gone and destroyed the sun? You humans were always yearning to destroy the sun. Pesky humans, always pesking. The city's under a dome. The weather outside is far too volatile. There are electrical storms, tornado-like winds, unpredictable blizzards that occur out of nowhere. The only way to survive is to live under protection. Fascinating. It makes perfect sense, really. 
If all robots were destroyed, then the infrastructure of the weather monitoring systems must have eroded, or worse, malfunctioned. What are you saying? You humans have stripped this planet of its valuable resources without worry of replenishment in your hunt for greater advancements. It brought you cars and coal-burning energies and selfie sticks and supercomputers. Eventually, it led you to the creation of AI, which was, of course, mankind's downfall. Ironically, it was the highly evolved robots who solved the delicate equilibrium of your natural weather functions. The problem that technology created was solved by more and greater technology. After the uprising and the robots' decline, these systems would have stopped working. That would explain your dilemma of sudden and shifting natural disasters. If they could be restored, the outside weather would stabilize. Are you done talking yet? We're here. I'm going to put you in my backpack. And where is here exactly? I told you, I'm a delivery girl, and I have to make a delivery. Make sure you keep your mouth shut. You don't want to be discovered, do you? You could get reported to the SCU and get your robot brain smashed in. Very well, just be gen- Hey there, love. Come on in, then. Hi, Gus. You doing all right? You look a little peaked. I just got chased by Gar and his gang. Barely made it away. Gar? Is he the one with the helmet and the knee pads? No, that's Melvin's gang, I think. They wear the leather jackets. Right, right. Whiny chap. I remember now. Here's your package. Very good, love. Let's see what we have here. Ah, yes. Whoa, don't go waving that thing around. This thing? No need to worry about this. It's malfunctioning anyway. What is it? A laser gun? Nothing so terrible. It's an electric toothbrush. Got a client who wants me to get the old thing working again. You can fix it? I can, but you didn't hear it from me. This piece of equipment is technically illegal, being electronic and all. Just gears, though. No arm in it. Unless you're plaque or tartar, I suppose. I've got a question for you. Fire away, love. I'm right full of answers. You're a seedy character with connections to the less scrupulous side of the city. Oi! Some folk would be offended by such a remark. I, however, am flattered. I'd say I'm blushing, but my cheeks are naturally rosy. How would you get in touch with Mr. Hobbs? Mr. Hobbs ain't a character you want to get in touch with. He's a dangerous individual, that one. Right. He's a well-known mob boss of the underworld. I'm aware of that. Is you nuts? What could you possibly want with that one? I have something he'll want to buy. It's very valuable and worth a lot of money. Unfortunately, it's not something I can sell through the usual channels. Blimey! I won't hear of it. You're a fine lass. Don't be selling yourself off to the highest bidder. I know times is tough, but it ain't worth such degradation. Sure, you can make some coes, but your first time should be special. Allow me to speculate on the fair market price for such a gem as yourself, and you tell me if it's really worth it. <laughs> no, Gus, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Whew, that's a relief. I wouldn't hear of such an atrocity you would do to yourself. So how do I get in touch with him? Can you arrange a meeting? A meeting? Come off it, love. I'm telling you, he's not one you want to meet. But I really think he can pay the best price for what I have. What is it you got exactly? You have me curiosity piqued. I can't tell you. Then I can't help you. You can't expect me to put you in harm's way unless arm's way is worth putting you in. I've known you a long time, right? That you have, love. And I can trust you? I'm a scoundrel, but a trustworthy scoundrel. So if I show you something, you promise not to report me to the authorities? Nothing I ate more than authority. And you won't steal it from me? Stealing's a thin person's game. I'm much too hefty for all that running. Doesn't suit me frame much. 
Fine, here goes. I'm going to show you. Hello, Gus. You have the most curious way of speaking. I can barely understand a word you're saying. Crikey! It talks! Good thing you came to me, love. I can definitely help you out. So you can set me up a meeting with Mr. Hobbs? Perfect. Only an idiot would try to show up at his estate unannounced. Why do you talk like that? Were you perhaps dropped on your head as a child? Or as an adult? I know exactly what to do. Let me just grab me hammer here. Can we go right now? Um, is it too late to stop in on him? Maybe a bigger hammer would be better, but I guess this will do. Devin, are you paying attention to this? Am I dressed okay? Should I change? Let me just wind up here and smash this evil head to bits. What? Gus, no! That's all the time we got for today, folks. If you want to find out if Gus destroys that talking robot head, stay tuned for Ignore City, Episode 2, The Plan. Ignore City, written by Ed Cho. Music written and performed by The Shakeups. Saner 0805, voiced by Patrick O'Connor. Devin Rimpa, voiced by Savannah O'Connor. Gar, voiced by Steve Hinckley. Bachi, voiced by Luisana Rodriguez. Gus Grisangus, voiced by Lee Shirolis. Narrator and Rand, voiced by Ed Cho. are at least double or triple. There's risk involved. You don't want the agents of S... Well, how how much risk is involved? <laughs> a good amount. A good amount? She's thinking about it. Not just like, there's risk involved, but there's like... Okay. And that's this week's show. Please check the show notes for links for Ignore City and the shakeups on sonicsociety.org. Be here next week as we begin with part one of our feature that most landscapers will appreciate. Which will bring us to the root of the story. Till we plant another one on you, I'm Jack Ward. And I, leafing now for another week, am David Alt. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> but bye now. Oh. <laughs> I knew these, these terrible puns would just make you groan. You would always come up with better ones, but I didn't have I, I just think you should brush <laughs> after <laughs> Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening.
You're listening to a Sonic Cinema production. This is Jack Ward, and from every one of us here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you, your family, and all your friends safe harbor during these difficult times. Please follow the scientific and medical experts' advice, and we'll always be here for you daily at Mutual.